Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Save big money and transform your home with new appliances now at Menards. We offer the lowest prices and the largest in-stock appliance selection ready to take home today. Check out top appliance brands, including KitchenAid, Maytag, Whirlpool, Amana, and Criterion. Upgrade your home and save big money on new appliances at Menards. Shop our entire selection of appliance options online today at Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross, at managing editor at FightfulWrestling.com. It is SmackDown after Mania time. Of course, we have all your WrestleMania weekend coverage from Raw to Mania, NXT TakeOver, Hall of Fame, even the shows that uh, weren't WWE shows, Ring of Honor, New Japan, the Janela, the Joey Ryan, all that stuff. But it's almost time to put WrestleMania week in the rear view. Make sure you guys check out Fightful.com. If you don't like MMA or boxing, that's okay. We have FightfulWrestling.com that just gives you your wrestling news. Lots of stuff to talk about tonight, including SmackDown. We're going to make our Soup Shake predictions. And uh, talk about SmackDown Live. Reminder this week, guys, The List and Your Boy, our Wednesday flagship show with myself and Fightful founder Jimmy Van, uh, moves to 6 p.m. Eastern on Wednesdays. Join us. He's teasing some surprise. And I, those range from anything from Virgil cardboard cutouts to me filming a live show, which I don't know. It's wild. But I am joined tonight by... Alex Palowski. Alex, how you doing? Um, good. Uh, <laughs> I think all of our um, Soup Shake predictions have been made for us by tonight's show. They keep talking about the Soup Shake, and I'm thinking, there hasn't been one for four months now? <laughs> they, they, they did it tonight. <laughs> At least partially. Yeah. I'm like, man, this is getting far less, uh, or far more transparent yeah. than usual. So I published a report today. Uh, on FightfulSelect.com, it went up early there. Uh, generally, what I do is I post news up there, and then when the whole world aggregates it or somebody copies and pastes the whole thing to Reddit, I'll <laughs> post it on the site. But uh, it was kind of a, a major report regarding the uh, main event of WrestleMania. Reminder, guys, uh, subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. Won't go into the full plug. Uh, just type it into your browser. There might be something there that you enjoy. So what I was told, Alex, is initially – the heat on referee Rob Zapata, which I believe I'm pronouncing his name right, had dissipated that night. The finish was supposed to be the finish, kind of. Ronda Rousey's shoulders were supposed to be on the mat at WrestleMania, but they weren't. The referee counted the three anyway. Uh, I was told by several people backstage at Raw that 
uh, two refs, I think at least two refs, maybe three, but I'm pretty sure two were taken to the production truck. One was shown uh, footage from a tag team match on Raw. One was shown, I guess, footage of the WrestleMania main event. And both were subsequently fine as a result. And I believe that the referee and several other people's stances, actually, that, that I've talked to was that Ronda Rousey has her matches laid out for her. And this match had been choreographed. Mm-hmm. and that if that three wasn't counted, that maybe they wouldn't have got back on the same page. And from what I understand, Vince McMahon's take on that was tough shit. They're performers. They should know how to get back there regardless of, of how it's done. I I tend to agree with that. I, I do. I mean, if if you can't figure it out, why are you there? But I also sympathize with that referee who in the split second decision in literally one of the I mean, you can say one of the more important moments in company history is forced with a split-second decision. Referees are usually told to call matches as shoots, and we've seen in the past, Alex, where sometimes the intended result doesn't happen because they do that. So I, I do sort of sympathize with that referee, man. He's he's getting a lot of flack and stuff, and I mean, oh boy, I don't know, I don't know, and. I know that the, the women did work on this match. I know that they they there were W or I don't know if it were WWE cameras or Ronda Rousey's crew that was there filming it, but I mean she fought through some stuff this week. She she broke her hand presumably on that show. She had to get at least a dozen stitches in her calf from I think I believe it's from the segment last Monday. Hmm. So uh as you take all this in, Alex, what do you think? Uh yeah, the, the the thing with the ref, man, like I understand the guy calling it as a shoot and whatever, and I feel like that ending was already kind of out of the blue. There wasn't a crescendo to it. It's Shit like, finish. That that that's why it felt wrong to begin with. It felt because we weren't given the, the normal like near fall, near fall, counter, counter, anything. Like it didn't it felt like it didn't also didn't feel like once Charlotte was out of the match, it didn't feel like that was supposed to be the spot that took Charlotte out of the match permanently. It just didn't feel like I felt like we were getting at least three or four more minutes of the match. And then it just happened. So if that really was the plan and they didn't have anything planned after it, I shudder to think what Rhonda and Becky would have improvised calling it on the fly. uh, If they had to like get back to that same exact spot or something else or or whatever. Um, like I, I don't know if I can side with the ref, but I definitely sympathize with him. Like, like it's, it's, absolute, a, thankless, it's a thankless job, man. But it's like Who, an absolutely split second call that you would have to make, and you got to be right. I mean, it, it's a very thankless job. Like I've kind of brought it up on previous shows. I'm like, man, because because I see that it's a thankless job, man. Rob McCarron was a former ref. He was he was on our shows, and sometimes he would, he would tell me about his experience as a ref, and I'm like, these are things that you don't think of. And you have to remember, sometimes it's one guy out there for like an hour straight in these gauntlet matches. Yeah. Sometimes it's one guy out there when there are eight other people in the ring, and, and you realize they're, they're playing a role to some degree, but they have to play a role and still hold up to the standards of any certain company that says, oh, we, we want you to do this as a shoot. We want you to do this as a shoot, but we want you to get completely blinded by salt in the next two minutes. Mm-hmm. Then come back and 
sort of play it as a shoot still, but then alter your cadence and do this. It is is an incredibly thankless job, and uh, and that's why I told you I wanted to do that segment where you we kind of talked about talk to a ref like maybe a former WWE ref or something about about that stuff. Uh, I hope this type of thing doesn't define it because hey, you know what? You you know who what I haven't talked about on this show before? Rod Zapata screwing something up. Yeah, that hasn't been a subject that you and I have talked about (laughs) ever before. I mean, his his name has never been uttered on this show. No, absolutely not. Has not. Um, uh, I think most of the time we we talk about Mike Yoda being appearing to be stupid, but most most of when we bring up a ref by name, it's usually Mike Yoda not understanding what the money in the br- bank briefcase is. Um, and then you know John Cone, the fact that his son is a former uh, tag champ, and also that one time he got bounced out of the ring when it collapsed under Braun and and uh, Big Show. I mean, yeah, we, don't, we don't talk about refs by name very often at all. A lot of the times they're tasked with a lot of different stuff. Oh, you know, like having their kids at WrestleMania in yeah. a match. Yep. Um, but yeah. Oh, I just, I feel, I feel for the guy and I, I kind of understand. I understand Vince's point. Here's the thing. Rousey gets her shoulders down. This doesn't happen either. There, there's there's that aspect of it as well, but you got to wait for the shoulders to be down. Easy for me to say. Uh, it's easy for me to cover this SmackDown Live. Why? Because I have my podcast notes that are up right now on FightfulSelect.com. They'll be up in the morning, in the morning at Fightful.com. But we had this beautiful setup for the New Day celebration. Yeah. I thought that looked awesome. The blue canvas. I would like to see them wrestle on canvases like that here and there. Yeah, I mean. Why not? Why not? You know that's 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 fine with me. I like that. I love I love the big rainbow balloons. That was fun. Um, I I did expect some you know like uh, if if Daniel Bryan were to have interrupted that segment, I I, I would like to have think like those balloons. That's terrible for the planet. You can't recycle those balloons. They're not even biodegradable. They'll be here long after the human race has gone extinct. So you know it's perfectly uh, anti Daniel Bryan to do that. So I like that a lot. Biggie does the splits. Kofi gets you deserve it chance. They name drop Becky. There was a lot of name dropping on tonight's show. Yeah. A little, a little too much for my liking. Yeah, a lot of, hey, I'm going to get a, a pop by mentioning this other thing that you guys like. Uh, you know, interesting. Um, I, I, I love the idea of the New Day and Becky, like, hanging out. Like, I think that's a, that's totally, totally makes sense to be in, like, in, in canon. I like that. So, but yeah, weird, weird time to, 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 you know, you might want to pick up that name you dropped there. Xavier and Biggie put over Kofi's accomplishment. They said that they want to reshape the culture and the history. Xavier says that meeting Kofi Kingston was like meeting a hero to him. This was a great heartfelt speech and very rarely do these go unaltered, but uh, Kofi Kingston shows his wife and his kids in the crowd and the audience chants for his wife, which is great. Yeah. Then the bar come out and they challenge New Day to a six-man tag match. Well, the only thing about that is there's two of them. But they made a friend last night on Raw. It's Drew McIntyre, and we will talk more about him later. What do you think about Drew showing up on this show? Um, well, again, the soup shake starts early. At least it, it seemed to. This might be a one-off. I mean, this might all be a bunch of, you know, uh, you know, um, misdirection. 
making us think that that these guys are going to wind up on the same brand and maybe they won't or whatever. But I love the idea of Drew McIntyre being the guy who goes up against Kofi, maybe takes the belt off of him. Uh, I think that that's a really good foil for Kofi. But more than anything, oh, man, I'm salivating at the idea of of Sheamus and Cesaro being the top henchmen for Drew McIntyre. Those guys running together, uh, that's perfect. Like, that's that's a League of Nations I can get behind. Well, uh, up next, Ali, Ricochet, and Alistair Black defeated Rusev, Nakamura, and Andrade. Uh, we had a bunch of tags on Raw, a bunch of six-mans and tags on SmackDown, but uh, all they did during this match was talk about the damn shakeup. That's it. Yeah, yeah. it was just like... Uh, any number, any one of these guys could wind up on Raw, or uh, some people from Raw could wind up on SmackDown. We, the tag teams could be broken up. You don't know. You have to tune into next week to watch. And this was a good match. Like, I kind of yeah. pick on Alistair Black and Ricochet for having paint by numbers matches. This was with this was different ingredients added in, so I was a little bit okay with it. This was a, a highlight for Ali after he maybe has not been highlighted so well since his, his loss at. at Fastlane, I believe it Fast was. Lane. Yeah, Fastlane. He gets offense and got worked over. Hit a Tornado DDT. Got the win with the 450. Black and Ricochet both got moonsaults as well. Uh, but, I mean, there's just... There's six guys in this match that could do a lot of things. Yep. And I'm okay if some of the, some of the times that is being a tag team. But the soup shake needs to benefit some of these guys. Now, if it sounds like we're cycling through SmackDown fast... Because not not a ton happened, but right. quite a bit did happen at the end here. Randy Orton showed up and hit Mustafa Ali with an RKO. I would be cool with rookie killer Randy Orton, but it doesn't necessarily look like we're going there. No. So they accomplished an awful lot here. They got Mustafa Ali over. Ricochet and Aleister Black get a win, that fabled momentum that they have. Right. Orton goes over, but then Kevin Owens shows up. Does a stunner, a not-so-great one to Rusev, even though Rusev sold it hilariously. And I don't know if that's Kevin Owens one-upping Randy Orton, which would be kind of fun if Randy Orton just showed up and if they that was their thing. Mm-hmm. They just hit stunners and RKOs on people. I would love to see Kevin Owens hit a stunner on somebody. They stand straight up into an RKO. <laughs> like, there could be a lot of fun things yeah. between this. But well, first off, what would you think of the match? Uh, match match was fun. I was watching, it going like, "Ooh, see now, you know how I, I I do the thing where I'm like, I don't understand why Alistair Black and um and, and Ricochet are friends. I don't understand how they became a tag team. They got nothing in common. But I was looking at Ricochet and Mustafa Ali, or excuse me, just Ali in the ring together, and I was like, those two guys being like quote unquote training partners who try and one up each other by doing the most flips or the craziest stuff." And that's how they, they become best buds because they're daredevils, guys. I think that could be a lot of fun or as rivals or whatever. But it does feel like they're basically the same guy, at least you know, I think in Vince's mind. So I feel like you're going to see one guy on Raw and one guy on SmackDown because I don't feel like I don't feel like Vince would know what to do with both of them on the same brand unless they were a tag team. So I'm interested in that. As you said, uh, it's good for Mustafa Ali to pick up the win. Um, anyone, I was watching this thing going like, man, Money in the Bank's coming up. And all of these guys that were in this six-man tag, I'd like to see 
in a Money in the Bank ladder match. And I don't even know if SmackDown gets it. Are they still like, is it going to be everybody from different, different brands again? I forget. I forget how that w- worked last year. But I'm interested in in where the Money in the Bank comes out of. But if you don't have at least one of Ali or Ricochet in that Money in the Bank ladder match, somebody screwed up because that guy's going to do crazy stuff off the top of a ladder. Carmella and R-Truth come out. They name drop Becky Lynch and Kofi Kingston. I loved R-Truth's line that Carmella beat Andre the Giant in the Royal Rumble. That was great. Uh, Before we get in this segment, we do have a couple of super chats. Uh, Reminder, guys, if you all want uh, your question answered during this show, Raw, post-pay-per-view, any show we do live, uh, donate a super chat, whatever the amount, and we will answer it. Also, if you want unlimited questions on a Q&A, subscribe to Fightful Select. Uh, right after this, I'm putting up my Q&A field. Subscribers can ask as many questions as they want. I do shows every other week. DJ Cass says, is it me or did WDB come off as lazy this week? The brand split means nothing. Alex, you know how much I hate the brand split meaning nothing. It yeah. drives me nuts. Yeah, Rules are, rules are fun sometimes. <laughs> to me, they seemed like, how do I put this? They seemed like they were coasting on potential. That they yeah. were like, oh, well, let's just throw a bunch of stuff out here that people don't expect. Right. And they'll remember it as, as a couple of great shows. And I didn't. I'll remember this stuff that happened, but I'll remember it as not making sense. Right. Now, the, the, I, I, if we hadn't gotten a month solid of people crossing over back and forth, if we just got... Last night and tonight, as kind of like the preview of the soup shake, I could forgive it. It could it, it could be like, oh, these are interesting possibilities. I hadn't thought of this thing happening. It's kind of like anything can happen in the soup shake, and therefore we're going to show you guys crossing over. Some some of these crossovers might be permanent. Some of them might be one offs. So you don't know until next week. You gotta you gotta watch. That's that would be okay with me. That's what they were explicitly doing. But it seems like it's just an extension of hey. For that month leading up to WrestleMania, we just threw anybody on whatever show we wanted, and it didn't matter. I'm like, now you can't do the fun, cool, uh, unofficial preview of the Soup Shake if you've been throwing anybody on whatever brand you choose for a month solid. It doesn't work. Um, That being said, I'm very excited to see new pairings, uh, new guys on different brands, uh, new people to work with. Uh, we're we're going to get into a, uh, what lo- looks to be a brand new pairing that I'm very excited about. We'll talk about that a bit later. Charles Haskins asks, should they bring back Taboo Tuesday? And I think, hell yeah, they should for an episode of Raw or SmackDown. Give people what? a reason. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's, it's a gimmick. It's it's a way for you to say, hey, tune in. You'll you'll have some input here. I think they should do Raw Roulette, too. Yeah, well, sure. That, that was fine. I mean, like, I, I the one that I, though, I, like, what was the... The one on WCW where they would have like a big ping pong thing in the back and they would create tag teams from that. And then you'd have to go in there and be a tag team. And it always was like guys who hated each other having to fight with each other. Battle Bowl? Battle Bowl. Not too bad. Uh, Your boy, Cody Rhodes, just trademarked that. (laughs) Did he? Or just filed for a trademark. Too bad. But like something like that, I I, I wouldn't mind um, just interesting things like that. But – um, yeah, Taboo Tuesday would be great, especially in the era of social media where you could run polls on Twitter. You could do stuff on Instagram and and, uh, and Facebook and stuff like that to actually get those matches uh, set up and you could you know be a huge thing on social media. Samoa Joe shows up 
And I like that our truth, even though he's fun in games, as soon as he hears our truth or he hears Joe's music, he gets Carmella out of the ring. He starts getting ready to fight yep. and he doesn't wait on Joe. He just starts yep. to fight him because that shows that I, I like those elements. That way he's right. not a complete joke. He so, is a former U.S. champion. Yeah. And he was ready to fight this badass dude. I, the, the way he responded, it made me think it was one of those things where like, they have a match scheduled and Joe decided to come out early before the promo was done. Sure. But that wasn't the case at all. It was just Joe coming out to beat some ass. And, and, and truth was like, well, not so fast. I'm at least I'm going to fight back. And I like that a lot. So he trashes Mysterio after he chokes out Samoa Joe. And then Braun Strowman's music hits conspicuous by his absence on raw. He got a great reaction. Almost gets choked out. That's not a debut on SmackDown, I would expect. Now, we're not going to say what we want for Braun Strowman right now. We're saving all that speculation for the Soup Shake talk, which is going to take up a good portion of this show. Yeah. But Braun's going to get that pop. But for Joe to hold his own, not bad. I like it. No, I mean, Joe's been an assassin. That's what they've, they've for, for two weeks. I mean, let's be honest. Like, he lost to Kurt Angle a couple of weeks ago. But, like, last week, he, he took out Mustafa Ali. If he gets you in the chokehold, you're done. You're done, son. If he gets you in the coquina clutch, that's it. So he got Braun in the coquina clutch, and Braun fought out of it. Therefore, that's that's in the, they're, they're, and then he wasn't quite able to get Joe up in uh, into the power slam. I think because uh, like he was trouble, trouble, having trouble getting his breath and his strength back from almost being choked out. I like that like neither guy uh, stood tall. Like each man had a chance to put his finisher on the dude and didn't quite nail it. So if if where we're going is whatever brand these guys wind up on, Braun Strowman going after the U.S. title from Samoa Joe, I'm I'm here for it. That could be a lot of fun. It really yeah. it really could be. DJ Cass says, is it just me or these tag team matches being back to paint by numbers like back from the commercial near falls? Yeah, they are. I mean, you you hit a bunch of spots early on after some chain wrestling. Then they go to a break. Somebody gets worked over during the break. You can almost always see it in the picture in picture. Yep. They come back, picks up. You slow down again. Then the big finish without a doubt every single time. Uh, A thing that I loved about the end of this Braun Strowman segment is the Iconics coming out. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to get their characters over while yeah. you're doing this, yeah, that's great. I, I don't want them to do this every time like they ran into uh, with, with SmackDown, yeah. but this yeah. was fun. Yeah. No, I, if you've seen the, the, the stuff they did backstage, it was like an, it was just like this backstage thing where they were like walking around with their titles uh, and, and meeting everybody and just, you know, being, zany crazy iconic stuff like i like the idea that they're like super excited to be champions and and they want to like hang out with everybody because because you know they're at the top of the division so they 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 get to they get to be thought of as as you know important and they're they're throwing in everybody's faces that makes sense because that was all they were about in nxt even when they weren't champs they were just rubbing in people's faces about how iconic they were this is great this is what this is what they should be doing um, uh, I, I'm excited to see where, the, where this goes. Up next, the Iconics 
cut a promo where they challenged all comers tonight, including the Brooklyn Bells. Carissa and Kristen, a couple of indie wrestlers who had some good showings this weekend. Chris Stratlander is one of them. I'm excited for them to get bookings off of this. I'll tell you that much, because they are. Peyton Royce lays in a nice wheel kick. Billy hits a boot, and an elevated knee wins it. They're going to need a new finish. Yeah. Finish is not good. Uh, Nothing bad in this match. This was a nice way to get them over his heels. It was a good squash match. I like it. They used to do a thing in NXT where, like, oh, they do like a bulldog. One of them would do a bulldog under the other, one, under the other one's outstretched knee. They do like, that as like a setup move now. Okay, I mean that was used to be the way they would, you know, do a beatdown of somebody that they were feuding with. I mean, there's there's other things out there. I mean, there's you, you can figure you can find a, a, a better a better tag finisher. I think, uh, you know, especially when you when you're doing the gimmick of we're we're. <laughs> We're we're gonna take on all comers and we're gonna give a shot to some up and comers and then you bring on a couple of jobbers. I mean, like that gimmick, uh, it works. It's worked forever. Um, I'd love to see uh, who the up and comers are that they bring out. Maybe a couple of mass luchadors or something, and it turns out to be the Sky Pirates. Something crazy, you know, like that would be kind of fun um, to see who actually maybe can can get close to getting a fall on them, um, but. Why not? Let's let's see what what the tag division is with uh, the Iconics at the top. Paige is shown backstage watching, and then she's uh, interviewed and says that she's bringing a team of her own. Now, uh, of course, we're going to talk about this, but I just want to give her a shout out. Molly Sheridan asks who we think the impressive team will be. Here's the thing, Alex. There is no rhyme or reason to this stuff. Nope. Lacey Evans got called up. Heavy Machinery got called up. It could be anybody. Sky Pirates. Yeah. Or they could, I don't know, bring back Ryan Shamrock for all we know. They they they, they could bring they could literally bring up anybody. Um uh, people who haven't been a tag team before. There's a lot of there's a lot, especially down in NXT, there's a lot of women who are incredibly experienced. And haven't been on NXT TV a lot. I'm looking at like Deanna Perrazzo. Like, AM. like if you, you, yeah, you could you could easily add, put Deanna Perrazzo with somebody uh, and make them a tag team, and you could say these people, these women have enough experience. They are not going to flounder on the main roster, especially if they have a manager like Paige. Um, and you can you can just have them skip the whole you know uh, NXT TV thing that they that they would normally do. That's possible. I mean, they could bring up. Piper, it could be Piper and Tony Storm, as somebody pointed out. Like, yeah. for the love of God, could be. Uh, you know, Io Shirai and Kyrie Sane. They don't speak English, right? Paige speaks English very well. Triple H has spoken. He told me personally about his affection to managers and how how that works. So, I think it could be a lot of it could be a lot of different people. We're gonna make our soup shake predictions, but when people ask me, "Hey, who do you think they're bringing up from NXT?" and I'm like. I don't even know why your guess, why anybody would guess at this point. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's not worth not worth the guess. And my answer is, I hope nobody. Yeah, I hope yeah. the answer is nobody. They've got enough people they they brought up in the past six months. They don't need anybody else right now. Yeah, and uh, so many people that are floating already, and they did it because they booked themselves into a corner. Yep, and booked lazy and didn't do stuff that they were supposed to do. 
Another Bray Wyatt vignette aired. We talked about this last night. Shane McMahon. It's the same one. Like it's, same it's, one. Yeah. Shane McMahon comes out. This was a big waste of time. Yeah, this was uh, – there, there was no need for this at all. None. Greg Hamilton says that he got physically threatened to not introduce Shane as best in the world. I think that Greg Hamilton – getting heat on Greg Hamilton peaked at threatening him the same exact way three times in a row. Yeah, we're done with the Greg Hamilton heat for a while. I like he dragged him up, up the ramp to the stage, and then they said, "If you don't do it right this time, you're not going to like what happens." And then I guess Greg Hamilton did it right that time. So the whole build of you dragging him up to the stage, and like, like the idea of you better do this or else, or else what? You won't like it. And then, okay, I did it. Yeah, you did it right. No or else. Bye. Come, that's not how you. That's not how you write a segment. There's got to be an or else, and we got to see what it is. And physically moving him from the ring up the ramp to not do anything. There's zero payoff for any of this. WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championships. The Hardy Boys defeated the Usos to become champions. So if you wondered what brand for sure Matt Hardy was on. He's got the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Common sense will tell you, mm-hmm. Usos may be due for a change of scenery. We'll yeah. talk about that later. Yes. <laughs> Hardy's finding a lot of success early on until the Usos toss Matt in a ba- to a barricade. He gets worked over. Hot tag to Jeff as the break ends. Whisper in the wind. Got a big-ass pop. That move is still cool to see. It is. Still love to see that. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, Jeff does poetry in motion. There's the twist of fate. Then the Usos hit Jeff with a super kick and an Uso splash, and he kicks out. That that's the single Uso splash for some. Re- yeah, for some reason, and just my hunch. You see the Usos up for the double, and they're looking, and they're like, "Jeff's supposed to move out of the way here, but we're not real sure now that we're up here how he's supposed to do it." <laughs> And if you go back and watch, it looks yeah. like Jeff goes, "Ah, oh, shit, man, I'm not sure how to do this, man. And he doesn't because he gets hit in the face with an Uso shin. Yeah. Because what's he going to do? A flat back roll out of that? Yeah, maybe 15, 20 years ago. Not these days. What is he going to do? Scoot his ass out of the way? Well, okay, okay. The, the way to do it is if, if, if here are the two, the two turnbuckles that the Usos are jumping from, and they're jumping in this direction. 
if he rolls in in a completely like in a different different perpendicular way, you can get out of the way and and probably they'll miss you. Probably how? Yeah, either, I know. He's either because you have to be you can't be parallel to their bodies. No, you you have to be opposite to be safe, and you can't roll backwards because you're not going to do that. You're nope. going to get your shit pushed in that way. You can't scoot your body out. <laughs> and if you roll like like stop, drop, and roll, you're rolling yeah. towards one of them. Yeah. And that's what he had to do. You, you, you got to roll far enough that they go over you. Well, he didn't do that. Nope, he didn't. <laughs> Either way, the Hardy Boys finish off the Usos and win the tag team titles. I'm, I mean, I'm cool with that. Fine, sure. Uh, I don't have a problem with titles being hot potatoed at yeah. all. In fact... Sasha no. Banks and Charlotte hot potatoing the women's title is one of the most entertaining things that, that I've experienced covering pro wrestling. Uh, but the Hardy boys, probably no big plans for them, but no. they are always acceptable as tag champions. Yeah, we'll talk about what happens right after this match. But to me, this is a, this is a classic transitional champ to something new. Uh, and then, you know, the, the, the old champs got run out of the territory kind of a feel. And that, that's fine to me because, hey, you know what? That's another reign to talk about in the Hardy Boys Hall yeah. of Fame speech eventually. Eight-time champs now. You're, you're adding to the history. And I don't even know who has the most tag team title runs. I don't know. I have no idea right now. I'll have to, to cook that up. Plus, man, those, can, those tag titles are a confusing bunch to differentiate because yeah. of the times where there were two titles. Yeah. Each one of those count as, as reigns if you held two sets of titles. That, that's, that can be confusing, man. WWE yeah. uh, maybe needs to give me some clarity on that. But Lars Sullivan comes out. I've lost count now at how many people have jumped brands, but Lars Sullivan is one of them. Remember, he's still, at this point, a free agent. Yes, like he is. Like all the NXT call-ups, he can go wherever Into from he December. Wants. Yeah. From December. From December. Right. From last year. Yeah. Yep. And he beats him up. I'm cool with that. Hey, sure. Sure. Right. There, right. My- there have been a lot of people who, uh, hey, Brock Lesnar made a pretty good uh, start to his career by beating up the Hardy Boys. Yeah, in, in a far more physical prime than what they are now. Yeah, somebody somebody tweeted um, that uh, Lars appears to be going after former TNA champs. EC three, better look out, Bobby Lashley. He's coming after you next. Hey, how about EC three on main event? He lost or the dark match. He lost, but he was managed by Drake Maverick. You want to talk about good shit, pal? Yeah, those guys are great together. However, EC three is great at talking. Like, it's a weird yeah. thing. Like, those guys are great together, and they'll be great together if they're used together. But you, you know what I wouldn't mind? mind? EC3 with The Revival, EC3 with AOP, there was- EC3 with people who are not known as traditional talkers. And if you want to include Drake Maverick in that, too, I'm oh. not going to hate on the idea. Yeah, uh, they, I've seen – we've had multiple managers in the past, Jim Cornette and Mr. Fuji and Clarence Mason. They had three managers at once at one yeah. time. When, when EC3 first got called up um, – <laughs> uh the revival tweeted at him, Hey, you want to be our Ric Flair? Yeah. And and EC3 was like, Yes. And I was <laughs> like, Oh, please do that. Like, just run that all that shit back from like the early 80s with the Andersons and and, and Flair. Just do it. But but um, yeah, I'm I'm excited about that. The guy he lost to in the dark match is Harper. I'm I'm really glad to see Harper back. I want to see him on TV. There's there's things you can do there. 
So, you know, Lars Sullivan, his work was never in the ring, never one that I was like, oh my gosh, look out for this. But you know what? There was a guy named Braun Strowman who fit that bill a while back too. And there was a guy named Elias who came in and we were like, what? What's he doing? They clearly have always had big plans for Lars Sullivan. And they're they're booking him in a way that immediately makes him look strong. Oh, and by the way, it looks like it might be on the same brand as Braun Strowman. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the thing is that they keep talking about how, how big he is. He's not that tall, but he is large. Yes. He's incredibly large and he's very strong. So I don't feel like the fact that he's, he's two inches shorter than you'd like him to be is a, is a big detriment. Um, I will say that, that the matches I remember him being in, in NXT with, with guys who could really go, like he always, they always made him look great and he always made them look great. Um, like there were some really cool matches that he had, um, uh, like multi-man matches, you know, for the first shot at the title or whatever. He was in that amazing first NXT, uh, North American championship ladder match. He looked great there. Like, like. He, can, he looks he, like supersized Bruno San Martino. Yeah. He, like his, his build. I think he'll be fine, but just don't expect him to set the world on fire, you know? Yeah. Never know. Um, like I said, man, Braun Strowman, when he got called up, I was like, right, what are you well, doing, man? Yeah. So, right situation can surprise anybody. Becky comes out. She seems to me, like, over the last couple of nights, she's putting on, like, I don't know, a different voice, a different delivery. I don't know. And maybe that's because she's talked more in the last week than literally any week in her life ever. But it seems a little bit different. Or maybe she hasn't spoken on the microphone or given one of these rah-rah speeches in a while. Yeah. But she gets great chance. She said she has a target on her back and ready to defend. And she does because Lacey Evans comes out and clocks her with a fantastic punch. Uh-huh. A great one. Becky's getting that punch over, sold it like crazy. Uh, this is what last night was, just Becky didn't get any offense. Right, and I, there was somebody that, that I don't know who it was, but it was like you know, oh, that, that uh, last night Lacey hit her with her finisher, basically. The woman's right, and Becky shrugged it off. And I feel like tonight was 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 recalibrating that, like the same same thing, there. but this time this time Becky sold it like hell. So I mean, like I thought that was good, maybe because last night she might have been almost expecting it, and tonight she was not. Uh, and maybe that's the difference, but I'm, I, listen, I'm fine with this being the thing that Becky does when she's first got the championship. That's cool. Um, I, I don't expect Lacey to, to win this feud, but I think that Becky will make her look great. This to me is Daniel Bryan's Kane feud and Chris Benoit's Kane feud mm-hmm. after winning the title. <laughs> this is what that reminds me of. It's like, oh, okay, you're not going to yeah. the marquee name, but. All right. Okay, we'll see what happens there. So up next, it's main event time already. Now, this match is prefaced by Sami Zayn coming out and just going, you're not worth it. I like it. Yeah, um, uh, since now, Lacey Evans has proved that, um, you know, the whole come out on the stage, don't really do anything, then leave gimmick eventually leads to a program for the title. I have high hopes for Sami Zayn. If that fell at the Hall of Fame would have just walked down the ramp and turned right back around and you would have been all right. He had to go and attack a legend. I mean, have we learned nothing? Yeah. Uh, McIntyre hits Xavier Woods with a Bama slamma on the announce table. 
this is what we're going to talk about mainly because this match wraps up quickly after the break. Big E's running a hot tag. They mess up a catching body slam spot. Yeah, it did it was not too bad. Great. Uh, double white noise on Big E, pump knee, but then Sheamus gets hit in trouble in paradise. There's nothing to talk about in this match besides that botch. What what happened? Drew, what happened to Drew? He just disappeared. I've tried to find out during the commercial. He disappeared through the crowd, and nothing. Like, cause yeah, I remember I, they came back from the, from the commercial, and I thought, oh, he must have like done a spot on the outside. Maybe Big E hit his, you know, his uh, Yolo dive on him uh, during the commercial, and I thought they were, they never showed the replay, but he just wasn't there which doesn't speak too well of my whole Drew McIntyre now has henchmen who are named Cesaro and Sheamus if he's just, you know, splitting in the middle of the match. So as of right now, I don't have any idea if what happened or what may have happened, anything like that. Um, so I'm working to find out, but, you know, initially a lot of people said, oh, it looked like he's hurting the match. I don't know why he would just take, I think somebody said through, like, behind the crowd or something i don't i don't know i don't i have literally no details right now i'll try to update you guys as i get them and that was smackdown they end on a happy note yeah and uh i'm cool with that it's kofi's it's kofi's celebration night and i am yeah, fine no, with that yeah, that's fine anything else i mean uh, the only thing i was thinking it was uh no daniel bryan tonight no 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 backstage interview no no pre-tape, nothing. I thought they might have done something with him, you know, talking about, you know, not necessarily like ruining Kofi's night, but some update on Daniel Bryan and his plans going forward. I thought they might have done that, but I'm fine with it. the fact they didn't. No Daniel Bryan, no AJ Styles, obviously. Yeah. No Sasha Banks, lots of speculation on her. I, I'll put it like this. I heard a little bit of something. I shared it with Alex off the air. I'm working to confirm it as best I can. I don't know. Situation to monitor, but uh, it's time for Soup Shake Predictions, Alex. Yeah. Now, before we do this, leave a thumbs up, whether you're watching live or you're watching the clip on YouTube. Subscribe. Hit the bell notification. That helps us a lot. Uh, Check us out over at FightfulWrestling.com. But the first thing that we have to look at as you turn off your phone's volume is the NXT call-ups. All of them. Well, except for Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa because they aren't called up anymore, presumably. But what we're going to focus on are the ones that have been on Raw and SmackDown because, quite frankly, I think it's a pointless exercise to say, these people are going to get called up from NXT. Who will they be? Where will they be? Because... I'm not predicting heavy machinery would get called up. I'm not predicting Lacey Evans would have got called up. So we're not even going to bother with people that are in NXT right now. We'll talk about the EC3s, the heavy machineries, uh, the Lacey Evans. To me, I think heavy machinery sticking around on Raw. If I'm EC3, I want to end up on whatever brand that Daniel Bryan is on. Yes. Yes. Uh, I, I, I agree with both those things. I feel like it doesn't really matter where heavy machinery winds up. They're going to be the, in the middle of the pack in the tag team division. Um, uh, yeah, but EC3, wh- wherever he has license to be on television. You know, I mean, this thing with Drake Maverick, I think, can only help um, because certainly there's nowhere to go but up. 
Um, but yeah, him him uh, possibly getting a chance to work with some Daniel Bryan would would be would be best for him. Nikki Cross, uh, I mean, I, I I always thought she'd wind up wherever Sanity was, but I hope that's not the case because Sanity is in limbo. Like, who knows what the hell is up with Sanity? So I'd like Nikki Cross to to be wherever she can be, uh, part of some kind of title picture because she does she absolutely deserves it. She's been woefully underused. Um, and yeah, I mean, Ricochet and Black, I hope wind up on different brands. I don't need to see them together anymore. Yeah. Uh, they got to split up, man. Um, Ricochet, I think would be better suited on whatever brand they are sharing 205 live talent with that way. If he makes a cameo on there ever, it mm-hmm. makes a little bit more sense. Uh, Alistair Black, I would suggest probably SmackDown, assuming Zelina is on that brand. Let's not split up the married couples. Uh, but 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 it's Vince, so he doesn't give. give they, they've been a lot. Way. They've been a lot better about that. They have been years. in recent years. They've been better, but yeah. Any other thoughts on on people that you you think will move that need the move? I see. I thought that Finn Balor needed the move. I think yeah. he is stale on Raw. I, I wouldn't mind seeing Raw and uh, U.S. champ and Intercontinental champ switch. Yeah, uh, I, I wouldn't mind that I, either. That that might that be fine with me. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I think Braun needs a move. Uh, I, I, gosh, this is so difficult because like I'm th- trying to think of like Raw is three hours and there's more time for people, but Raw is also much worse. So. So I don't know who's what if it's better or worse when people wind up on Raw over SmackDown. Um, I feel like you know they're SmackDown's the show that I enjoy the most. Uh, so certain people that I feel like are dead weight on SmackDown being on Raw might be better for everybody. I feel like Randy Orton could easily move over to Raw and there wouldn't be a problem. Um, like I said, there are a lot of people I think that just need to be on different brands because they fill the same role. Like, like I don't think that you need, like I said, you don't need an Ali and a Ricochet in the same brand. That's just not going to work out right. Um, yeah, I, I feel like you don't need a Lars and a and a Braun on the same brand. I feel like yeah. keeping those guys apart would be really good for Lars because if you if you put Lars in the ring with with Braun, Braun's got three four inches on him. It's not going to look good for Lars. What I don't want to see them do is switch like. 15 people a piece because no. that really defeats the purpose. Right, right. If you're switching 30 people, I remember the draft used to have like 40, 45 names. And I'm like, what's the point, man? Right. Yeah. You're barely, it's not really a shakeup. It's like a little dab of something. But then the other thing is that uh, I, I desperately need the Revival and the Usos to be on the same brand, whatever that brand is. If the Usos are yeah. moving to Raw, Revival's got to stay. If the Usos are staying on SmackDown, Revival's got to go. Uh, I, I need those guys to work together. I'm ready to see the Usos on Raw, San- or Usos and Sanity on Raw. Yeah, the Sanity have been just abused beyond recognition on San- SmackDown, and San- not Sanity you. would be so needed on on Raw. They, they'd be actual. I feel like they'd actually get matches on TV and be near the top of the of the t- tag division. There's nobody else like who, they're better than the Ascension for God's sake. I'd like to see Carmella and Ember Moon switch spots. Yeah. Uh, Carmella has been on SmackDown since the beginning. Ember Moon has been relegated to just that, hey, she's here sometimes thing. Uh, I don't want to see 
the riot squad and absolution trade again like what what's the point yeah. there yeah but on as far as raw and smackdown it's like man you're you're really limited in who you can change for for the women's divisions you need to form another tag team on smackdown that's for yes. damn sure yes unless unless sonya and mandy are sticking together but when you when you're looking at things Naomi, that could be another one. If the Usos are going to Raw, send Naomi to Raw. Yeah. And yeah, um, yeah. you could probably send somebody else back the other way, whether, I don't know, Natalia, Mickey James. That'd be fine. I mean, I, I, I mean, not, not that I, not that I really care to see that, but I mean, like, I'd be fine with Nia switching to, to SmackDown. I She's mean, in I, a tag team, though, pretty much. So well, then, then bring them both. You know, like <laughs> yeah. What's the point? I mean, why not? I mean, just I don't care. I mean, you know, I mean that's fine. Also, form a tag team. Apparently, Ember and Naomi are best friends. You know how mm-hmm. how how Vince loves forming tag teams based oh, on boy. based on you know that. So uh, if they if they were to get to put together, I could absolutely see it. Already, Ember's got you know colors in her hair. It makes sense. You could do something fun there. Um, fine, but I think they'd be really fun to watch together. They could be cool tag team. Have them do that. If you moved Andrade to Raw, I think that would help him a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah. He's he's in that position too. But if you move him, you're probably moving Zelina. You're probably moving Alistair Black because of his marriage to Zelina. Yeah. So uh, that's okay. Aiden English is still listed on the roster. He hasn't wrestled in like months. Yeah. Uh, or if you move the Colognes, like what are you doing? What's the point? They'll show up. There, attack you, somebody and do nothing. You know there's gonna be uh like during the soup shake. Oh the first the first person moving from Raw to SmackDown is Apollo Cruz. Yeah. And we're like, why? Who cares? It doesn't I don't I don't know how that will that help him? Will it help SmackDown? I don't know. But there will absolutely be people that'll get moved with fanfare for some reason where we're just gonna go, why? Why, I, why? Want, I want Balor on the same brand as Anderson and Gallows. I just want it. I don't care if it's for a few months. Use them to get him over. He's got no personality outside of the paint Yeah, that, that we that we can see. Ross Gold says, Roman and the Usos together for the Roman Empire. Would love that. Sure. We've been begging for that. Yeah. Somebody yeah. says, uh, move probably moving Charlotte too. Whatever brand that Becky Lynch is not the champion of first is the brand that Charlotte needs to be on. Charlotte needs to anchor a division. It needs to be Becky Lynch on one side, Charlotte on the other. Yes. And then you build up people around them. Absolutely. As we look up and down this, Samoa Joe, I could see him changing if they switch United States champ, Intercontinental champ. Yeah. And wouldn't hate that at all. Wouldn't, Wouldn't be opposed to it, although he floundered on Raw. Uh, as a result, our truth. I think he's a good fit for SmackDown and filling those gaps in like a minute or two where yeah. you can't do that on Raw necessarily. Kevin Owens, I don't think they would bring him back on SmackDown just to move him to Raw. Right, Sami um, Zayn. Where do you see him landing? I, I see. I see. I, that was one of the things I was wondering. I was wondering about Kevin Owens just just being indiscriminate with stunners and stuff. That that idea. Um, I mean, I feel like he and Sami Zayn are inextricably linked. Um, I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't know if it's good, but I feel like they're going to wind up on the same brand. 
Um, I, I still think there's potential for, for, for them uh, to do a thing with Daniel Bryan. Like, you know, before we got injured and we got moved to Raw, we told you this was who you were supposed to be. And you're welcome. Like I felt, I felt like there's there's something there. I also I, I I'm fine with Kevin Owens staying babyface. I think that's also cool. But uh, yeah, I feel like Kevin Owens definitely stays um, stays on SmackDown. Uh, Daniel Bryan is a guy now who doesn't have a title. Does he go to Raw? Raw being the premier show, like having Daniel Bryan there uh, s- sets up some things. So. Um... <laughs> I think you got to have Brian and Zane on different shows unless they are um, like unless an they're act. together exactly unless they're an act yeah unless unless they're an act unless they're together you don't you can't have two separate guys being like all you people don't understand how about Harper <sighs> do they do they try again to put him with Bray yes of course they do because they're because they're <laughs> short sighted and stupid and if like, they do is that who we see up against. Daniel Bryan and Rowan, because th- there would be, well, yeah. oh, there could be a good yeah. story to that. Yes. Yeah. There, there could be a good story. What we shouldn't, we shouldn't count our chickens uh, or buzzards before they hatch. <sighs> um, it, when, whenever Bray comes back, I expect they'll put Harper with him. I, I, I thought with him being so long, this would be a great thing for a brand refresh. Have him come back, have the beard trimmed, you know, a different hairstyle. Uh, just let him be a different person. Then he's not with the Wyatts. Then he doesn't have to be that guy anymore. Wrestling in the dirty, uh, uh, you know, a wife beater tank top. Um, I'm I'm fine with him, you know, going back with Bray. I guess, but I I always thought he was going to be the third member of the Daniel Bryan faction. That's what it felt like was obvious to me. Um, but yeah, I just want to see Luke Howard back on my television. I think he's an incredibly talented, dude. I think they move Elias. Do you rather, uh, as opposed to me sounding like I'm making a declarative statement? No, I think no, he's I, a perfect fit for Raw. I think Raw 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 is three hours. You can you can do like in the middle of the second hour, ladies and gentlemen, Elias, and have him kill six minutes. You can't do that on SmackDown. SmackDown's chock a block full of stuff. You can't just add an, a musical act in the middle of it. Brood and Gable, I think, are too effective of a top level tag team for them to move because I think. There needs to be a couple of tag teams that just move from SmackDown to Raw. Yeah. I don't think that many, maybe a low level team needs to move from Raw to SmackDown. But then again, I get the feeling that we're going to see a revival for Uso swap and they'll be on opposite brands. Yeah. Because you had them lose. You had them lose a rematch too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure. What, what are you, what are you, uh, what, I don't know which one of them is injured, but half of AOP has been injured. Is that guy close to coming back? Because that's a team that if they were whole, I could see being moved across brands as well. We also have the the likes of Jinder Mahal. Now, here's my take on Jinder Mahal. Which brand benefits the most from having people beat a guy who used to be WWE champion? Now, I feel like they would bring him in just so he could say, I'm back on the brand that I dominated for six months. (laughs) As WWE champion, and then somebody beats him up. Yeah, if yes, if he were to go uh, back to SmackDown, that's absolutely the angle you play. I'm also fine with him and the Singh brothers losing to the Lucha House Party every Monday on main event. <laughs> Baron Corbin, I think SmackDown would benefit him 
greatly. Shorter matches, shorter segments. Yeah, I mean, uh, and and use this as an opportunity to redo his character. There's no yeah. reason why if he's on SmackDown, you have to announce him as the former Raw general manager. It doesn't matter now. He's on a different brand. Like, allow him to be something other than this thing that he's not anymore. Soup Shake next week. We're going to have all your coverage. Reminder, guys, listen, your boy, Wednesday Moves to 6 p.m. Eastern this week. Tune in. Tap the bell for notifications. Leave us a thumbs up if you're watching this video uh, on YouTube. It helps us out a lot. If you all want to go above and beyond to help us out, leave us a nice iTunes review. Uh, Leave us a review on any platform, honestly. I can't tell you how important that is to exposing us to a new audience. Uh, This year's WrestleMania show was one of our biggest of all time already. I think it hit top four, top five of all time just within a couple of days. Thank you guys so much. I also want to thank Andrew Thompson, David Tease, Joe Holbert, Jeremy Lambert, Ryan Cook, uh, all these people who helped cover this week. Uh, my week kind of extends out to tomorrow. We're probably going to be doing a lot of pre-production stuff for Listen Your Boy to make sure, because uh, Jimmy Van likes to make sure we don't have errors, even though we do all the time. And I'm going to be finishing up some stuff. I'm going to be uh, doing my Q&A over the next couple of days on Fightful Select. The Fightful Report podcast drops, I think, tomorrow. That's where I give you exclusive news, stats, injury, and contract updates, uh, behind-the-scenes news. That's over on Fightful Select. So uh, my week really gets capped off tomorrow night. And we got NXT tapings too, Alex. Yeah, yeah. I feel for some of these people who also have to make the trip out to NXT and work those because there are a lot of people who pull the main roster in NXT duty in that regard. What do you got going on, Alex? This stretch is over. <laughs> the streak a, is I'm over. Gonna, I'm going to take a nap and uh, and 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 wait to see. Uh, like the first NXT taping after a takeover is always super interesting because you got all these fun new storylines to play with. By the way, they're playing with some stuff on on um, social media teasing a Buddy Murphy and Velveteen Dream match. I don't know where that's taking place. I don't know what brand it would be on. I just need to see it. Get it done. Put it in front of my eyeballs. I would love that. Give me that. Guys, thank you all so much. I've done... I'm not even going to start to count how many shows this week. (laughs) It's a lot. I did the Fightful MMA podcast this afternoon. We previewed UFC 236. Two titles on the line. Max Holloway in action. Come and check it out. We interviewed, or James Lynch interviewed Israel Adesanya, one of the headliners of that show. Uh, Our live coverage is always wild for those UFC shows. We get more comments on those than than pro wrestling shows usually. Over a thousand. So come join in Saturday because we're covering another seven-hour show. (laughs) Thank you guys so much. You all mean the world to me. Until next time, we're out.